I do think that institutions are failing because they are trying to be all things to all people. And this whole conversation around, you know, the death of the liberal arts and the humanities, we don't have to have the death of the humanities. There's a school down the road that's fantastic at this. Go to that school. I don't have to have it at my institution if we're not excelling at it. So can't we be a little bit smarter about our offerings? Stop trying to water down who we are. Hey there, and welcome to the Enrollify podcast. Each week, the Enrollify podcast equips you with insights into how the latest trends in marketing and technology are affecting today's enrollment marketers. Every episode is designed to inspire new creative ideas for how to optimize the resources you do have to generate the results that you need. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Welcome to the show. All right, Jamie and Joe, we are live here at AMA's Symposium for the Marketing of Higher Education. Um, it's great. Well, I'm thrilled that both of you are taking a little bit of time to chat with me uh, live at AMA. And one of the questions I've been asking folks who I've been interviewing is, like, what's a hot take you have on marketing? Or, or what's something that is fresh on your mind, something that keeps you up at night, something you think people should be paying more attention to or, or, or caring more about that that perhaps that perhaps they're not or, or there's not enough conversation happening just yet and we'll start with you jamie i should also say you guys are both from rw jones uh one of the premier agencies in the space jamie you just recently joined you are you were in higher ed at chapman is that right before yep i was i've only been at rw jones for a few weeks i was um vice president of marketing and communications at chapman university for about six years wow wonderful okay so let's start with you then like what what's a hot take you have or What's something that you think people should care more about that that they're just you know, folks might not be paying attention to for for a variety of reasons? Well, top of mind for me is branding in general. I spent the last year at Chapman building a new institutional brand campaign, specifically not an entire brand overhaul. So in my mind, I think it's not that people aren't thinking about their branding, but I do think that there's different ways to approach it, and there's so often new leadership comes in in the marketing department or a new president comes in and a way to make their mark is to do a rebrand, whether it's necessary or not. Hmm. And I think a lot of times what happens is people can abandon things that may have been working well for them and just for the sake of something new or internally you're just getting tired and bored with something and so you want something new and you lose the momentum that your brand was actually giving you. So at Chapman, we, we you know, I call it a brand campaign as compared to complete rebrand brand because the the fundamentals of the institution didn't change how we creatively express that did and so that's a, a different way of looking at brandings and then complete overhauls I think it's funny I feel like at times too it's it's really just about us feeling like everyone's tired of it yeah. and and we we think that everyone's paying as much attention and as close attention to these things. And the reality is people have bigger and better things to do with their lives. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you have to be diligent and fight your own boredom with it because yeah. you're the only one that's bored with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Joe? Like when, when you think about the, the just the current state of marketing, we're in fall 2023 as, as we're recording this, what's something top of mind for you? There's way too many things to, to mention that are top of mind for me. But so one, everything you said, Jamie, uh, well said. Uh, I think a soapbox that I'll always stand on is professional development. Mm. So so in marketing, we always talk about strategy before tactics. Yeah. And yeah. so often we're pushed in a million directions and asked to put tactics before strategy. Professional development 
uh, conferences like this are an incredible strategy to cultivate high-performing teams. Hmm. And look around this room right now, all this energy. Yeah. This is not just about networking, yeah. not just about going to sessions. This is about learning yeah. and going back to campus and uh, having those wonderful, magical moments where you're whiteboarding and having those team-building events. And I really think that that's important yeah. and something that, due to the pandemic, uh, a lot of budgets got tighter and yeah. teams weren't able to really invest in it and we have to be much more intentional about making the time and space and agency for professional development. Yeah, on that note, quick follow-up for you is, what do you think, when you think about the professional development landscape right now, what do you think, if anything, is is like missing? Like what's missing from an event like this or what's missing from the, the broader landscape of higher education professional development opportunities? Wow, that's a great question. And if missing's too strong of a word, or like, what what areas need some refreshing or some some refinement, a brand refresh? Maybe not a maybe not a true rebrand, but a brand refresh. I think we need better ground game. Hmm. I think we all come to AMA, and there's you know there's the our enrollment uh, conference. There's conferences uh, all over the nation, and we're in conference season now, and. We need to make sure that we're making the space to have those conversations when it's not AMA. We all come out of uh, this conference hang, like hanging on tenor hooks. We're so excited by all these ideas. Yeah. We need to make the space to do that. Mm. And uh, uh, I'm I'm the vice president right now of, of CupRap. It's an association uh, largely in the Northeast. And we're having conversations about making time for more meetups, mm. ad hoc meetups based on members in certain geographic areas. Yeah. So it would be great if we could coalesce better ground game for that. Yeah, yeah. Well said, well said. Jamie, I want to hear a little bit about the, uh, the, the formula or, or the inputs that you think are, are necessary for, for a brand refresh, right? So if, if we're drawing this distinction, I, I think it is natural when you think about a change in leadership, right, or the launch of new programs, whatever it might be, right? It's natural to want to update the brand. And sometimes you have to, right? Um, and, and I'd love to, to hear a little bit from you around what do you think are a couple of inputs or, or, or a quick framework that, that are really, really important when we're thinking about doing a refresh so that we don't take it to to the level of a rebrand. Yeah, actually timely because just as we are working at R.W. Jones now, we're having this very conversation about what is it that goes into to truly make an authentic representation of what an institution is and going into it with a very research-driven approach. Like you actually have to talk to your key audiences and find out from them hmm. what makes this a special place, what what are the strengths? What are the areas? Where are there actually gaps between what people's perceptions of you are and who you actually aspire to be as an institution? And so I think the the listening and actually doing the, the fundamental research at the very start of it becomes really important. And then you can understand better what it is, where are the gaps? What do we need to fill in with, with messaging? And because at the core of it really is, how are you going to talk about yourself as an institution? And then how do you bring the rest of the creative to bring it to life? But you need to be able to clearly articulate who you are and what sets you apart, what makes your experience different than other campus experiences. And, and so doing that is, I think, such a critical part, part of it. When you guys think about helping institutions with a brand refresh or, or even with a rebrand, are you guys having conversations around like how how to leverage 
generative AI tools to help make the research process like quicker? Because, right, like I think any anytime someone hears, oh, we got to go through like a rebrand, that's like a in many contexts, it's like a multi-year endeavor. It's very expensive. It takes forever to do all this re market research. It's debatable whether or not that market research is even like that helpful at the end of the day, depending <laughs> on who you ask, right? So like, there's a lot like there's a lot that goes into it, which is not to to undermine the importance of that work at all. But like, how are you guys or are you guys having conversations around? All right, like, are there ways to you know, uh, make the research process quicker? Or are there ways to actually test versioning um, uh, of different, you know, whether whether it's a slogan or whether it's creative, whatever it might be, is there a way we can test things faster and come to a conclusion about what works or what doesn't for this particular audience, given just the influx of these tools that we're, that we're seeing that are making a lot of this easier? I'll start, and I'm sure Joe has thoughts on this as well. Um, I think that a, it shouldn't feel so daunting to go through a brand refresh. Yeah. And I think that if it feels that daunting, then people in our role aren't doing our job to get people enthusiastic about it. Because to me, there is nothing more fun than really getting at the root of what makes your place special. You yeah. love this place, let's yeah. talk about it. So I do think there is that. I think the research process, if you try to speed that up, I think you cut corners and you might not get the insights you need out of it. However, I do think there's an opportunity to, instead of doing you know, every five years you do these massive studies. I do think you do a massive study, but then you kind of have pulse checks along the way. And so you're learning along the way. And so it's not such a big, massive undertaking because if, you, if you're doing it well, you're doing it regularly. Yeah. Because your brand is evolving regularly and you need to be continuing to test that along the way. Perceptions are changing, hopefully, if your brand is doing its work and you're doing those checks along the way. So I do think that that's a way to shorten the timeline down the road. Yeah. But at some point you need to start off with that big kind of massive look. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Joe? I think that if you ask the same question a year from now, you're going to get an intensely different answer. <laughs> I think that that's the big question in the room. I've been in, in some rooms with college presidents hmm. recently where that is the number one thing that people are losing sleep about. Yeah. Um, I can say that personally as a, a brand strategist, I've had conversations with other strategists and we're grazing the surface of, of using uh, AI to help with things like audits. Yeah. Where you're you're looking at massive amounts of content digitally and and I found utility in that. But I do agree with with what you said about I mean our agency we're really big on research so yeah. mixed methods, qual and quant, like the whole nine. So I don't I, the, the verdict's out on that front. I'll say ask me that question a year from now. Can you commit that you'll do it? Let's do it oh, a yeah. year from now. Let's do and it. See, and see where we are. Yeah. No, no, and I, and I think it's that is like the million dollar question, right? Is like how how can we leverage these tools to help make some of that research uh, just quicker, quite frankly. And I and I do think I think things are going to have to speed up because I think brands and institutions in particular are going to have to get faster and more nimble and more efficient. And if they don't, it doesn't matter how much they care about a new logo. If it takes ten years to get there, they might not be here in in ten years. So I think time is of the absolute essence, and I think it's up to practitioners, you know, who, who many of whom are at this event to actually lead the way in like helping people get comfortable with this stuff and helping just experiment very quickly on like, okay, how could we in this particular aspect of the process, is there anything that we could leverage? Is there an agent that we could leverage to just help make this quite frankly, more comprehensive than, than we might have the budget for, or we, we might have the hours for, right? 
you guys know the agency world, and a lot of it, and you know, depending on how it's structured, you know, billable hours are, are one of the ways. Like that's how agencies make their money, right? Like, and, and if there's a way to get more for less, at the end of the day, it helps. It helps the institution, it helps the agency do the work that they want to do, and not all the work that they might not want to do. And and anyways, I just think that there are huge economies of scale that folks are just beginning to figure out how to how to lean into. So I think it's I think it's very exciting. Yeah, I, I, everything you just said, yes. I think that really at the end of the day, if it's just to make things easier, that's not the reason. Yeah, it yeah, needs yeah. to be a value add. It needs to be a plus. Yeah. And if, if you can prognosticate a way for AI to help the glacial pace of certain <laughs> offices within universities, yeah. that, would, that would be a plus, I would say. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Jamie, I, I want to ask you just another question about when you think about the the next five years, and you think about right, just the fact that depending on what headline, it doesn't even, like doesn't matter what news publication you're subscribed to. There's a lot of like, you know, negative talk out there right now around the value prop of higher ed and where things are going, and of course this enrollment cliff that everyone talks about that is controversial depending on who you talk to, and and, and I'd love your thoughts from a from a brand perspective of a lot of higher education institutions. Are, are quite cautious with their brand. Like they're, they're, they're careful. And I think one of the reasons for that is institutions are some of the most diverse places in the world, right? Like you, you walk onto college campuses and regardless of what city or county uh, or state you might be in or country you might be in, that's probably one of the most, if not the most diverse places in that city, that, that state, that country. And because of that, like you, you have to have a brand that everyone in their own way can, can identify with. Right. But, but like, at the end of the day, if you're trying to be all things to all people, as every good marketer knows, like you, you can't be, like you, you really can't be, without without being quite watered down, right, or, or losing some of like your your core differentiator, your your unique value proposition. H how do you think? How do you predict like brands in higher ed will evolve over the next few years with with the pressure, the the real pressure, the real forces that are at play? Like, do you think we'll see colleges and universities? get a little bit more specific of like where for this kind of person this kind of student and not for for these other like how, how do you see this playing out that is an incredibly complex question <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the thing about branding today in my mind is that a lot of people don't understand especially if you're not in the business is it's not a corporate brand you're you're basically branding a community yeah. and it's much more like a city than it is a corporation and so you do have to make sure that your community can see themselves in it. Otherwise, you're losing that. And then you add the political polarization on top of that, yeah. and that's only gonna get worse and worse. So how do you how do you convey who you are as an institution without offending half of the population yeah. if, you, if, you, if you go take too hard of a stance on things? So I think that's incredibly complex. What I think is actually gonna start to happen, and I think you touched on it, really focusing in a little bit more. I do think that institutions are failing because they are trying to be all things to all people. And this whole conversation around, you know, the death of the liberal arts and the humanities, they, we don't have to have the death of the humanities. There's a school down the road that's yeah. fantastic at this. <laughs> Go to that school. I don't have to have it at my institution if we're not excelling at it. Yeah. So can't we be a little bit smarter about our offerings? Stop hmm. trying to water down who we are and having more institutions specialize more. I think that's that's going to have to happen. I mean, schools are shutting down now because they don't have the resources to manage the the breadth of offerings that they have, yeah. and they're not good at all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, West Virginia University is a great example. Like they're they're 
just being put through the ringer right now yeah. because they're making really pragmatic decisions about programs that aren't driving demand anymore. Yeah. And why shouldn't they be allowed to do that? It's not the death of the humanities because there's schools down the road that can offer those things. So I just, I think it's incredibly complex and I absolutely think that's where it's going. Schools are gonna have to start to specialize. It just it has to be easier for them to make these decisions because presidents lose their jobs over these decisions yeah. when it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Oh, so well said. Uh, would you add anything to this conversation, Joe? The only thing that I'll add to that, I agree with everything that you said, is that a few years ago, if I would have said something along the lines of, I think higher ed has in some ways rejected the organ of the CMO. Hmm. And what I meant by that is that I wasn't seeing colleges and universities truly embrace that position at the cabinet level. Fast forward to now, and I see more of that. Hmm. And I see presidents, because of everything Jamie just said, understanding and really, really gravitating towards having that person, having a seat at the table to advise and I think that if we have people who are thinking about brand yeah. at the cabinet level about true distinction and really not just differentiation which is what sets us apart because yeah. we're much more collaborative than we are truly different but what makes what's the thing what are those things we do really well I think that bodes in the that's taking us in the right direction but it, it, it involves having a seat at that decision making table a hundred percent and I would just add to what you both said that I think the role of the CMO is going to be to, to help facilitate the discussion around what are we not going to be? And like, let's, let's all like, let's just hash it out. Like if, if we can't be all things to all people, if we really want to be known for X, Y, or Z, then that means we can't be known for A, B, or C. And, and, and I think at the end of the day, like that's the chief objective of, of the CMO is to help the president is to help obviously the cabinet, but like it, is to be the one to initiate that conversation because they have the language and the training and the historical context of what it means to be a marketer and a, and a clearer understanding maybe than anyone else at that table around why why this is so important. I do think that we have a ways to go, though, before presidents truly recognize the value of that. Yeah. I mean, we're making real progress and having a seat at the table, but, you know, depending on the institution and, and where they came, the president grew up in, it, it's really hard for them to see marketing beyond just a support mechanism yeah. for decisions they've already made. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to add anything to that, Joe? I was going to just go back to my soapbox about professional development. We look around this room, future CMOs are here. That's why professional development is so important yeah. to uh, arm people with the tools necessary to not just make great recommendations, but actually be persuasive with those recommendations. Yeah. And that's why this conference is so important. Yeah, yeah. So well said. Well, I'm thankful for both of you for taking a little bit of time out of your busy day to, to sit with us, to share some uh, thoughts and ideas with us. This, is, this has been great for our listeners. Again, this is a quick little episode that we're recording live from AMA. For folks that do want to know more about R.W. Jones and or just want to connect with you both personally, what's the best way for them to do so? rwjonesagency.com. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Obviously, we're both on LinkedIn. Wonderful. We'll go ahead and drop the uh, uh, website and your respective LinkedIn profiles in the show notes below. But thank you both for the time. Thank you, and thanks for what you're doing for our field. <laughs> thanks. Hey there, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Enrollify podcast. The Enrollify podcast is brought to you by Enrollify, a learning community for enrollment managers and higher education marketers. Enrollify was built to empower enrollment marketers with the ideas, the strategies, and the tools that they need 
to optimize the resources that they do have to generate the results that they need. You can explore our other podcasts like Starter Stories and CRM Prov, or sign up for one of our newsletters, or even watch an episode of Frideas, our weekly video segment, at enrollify.org. And if you know anyone that you think that we should have on this show or any one of our other shows, please reach out to me directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. Again, that's Zach, Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. And I'd be happy to chat with you about getting you or someone you know on one of our shows.